When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for me to give you an update on how my quality dividend stock portfolio is doing. This will be an update through month end November. Even though the market and my portfolio finished last month with a negative return, it was still a good month overall. I made some contributions, received some dividend income, and most importantly, the portfolio is growing. Before we jump in though, I'd like to give you some context on the portfolio, in case you are not familiar with my goals or investing approach. I started this portfolio on September 1st, 2020 with the intention of leveraging the ideas presented on my two monthly dividend stock watch lists. The main objective is to build a dividend stock portfolio made up of quality companies that also happen to pay dividends. The main goal for this portfolio is to achieve a 12% annualized total return in the long term, and in addition to generate a growing passive income stream in the form of dividends. The reason I share this portfolio with the community here is because I want to show you that I believe in what I preach, and also to document that growing small sums of money into great wealth is possible. If you have the time, patience, and discipline, this portfolio has performed better than I expected during the first 15 months, but it still has a very long road ahead of it, and I'm sure that road will be full of bumps and turns that will make this journey challenging. This form of investing is not for everyone. The reason I like investing in quality dividend companies and having a long-term outlook is because I personally think it's a safer way to invest and build great wealth. It may take longer to get to the finish line but I believe the ride will be filled with less stress and worrying about what the market is doing on a daily basis. What I want to cover today is the performance of the portfolio. Then I'll talk about the asset composition, the dividend income and projections. I'll also cover future contributions and how those will be invested. And finally, I will show you all of the buys and sells during November for this portfolio and for my other two larger portfolios. The portfolio finished November with a loss of 0.95%. This was the sixth negative return month the portfolio has experienced during the last 15 months. The year-to-date return is 22.8% through month on November, which is a pretty great return, even though it's slightly below the S&P return on the year. Combining the year-to-date return for 2021 with the few months of 2020 that this portfolio was exposed to, I come up with an annualized return of 23.2%, which is a great place to be 15 months in. My long-term target is 12%, and I imagine the annualized return will fall in the future, but it's nice to start off with a decent cushion. The portfolio is made up of 85 unique dividend stocks and funds right now. I know that may seem like a large number of holdings, given that the market value of the portfolio is about $3,600 right now. The reason for there being this many individual stocks in the portfolio is because there has been a lot of turnover on my monthly watch lists. I've been using an automated investing approach, where I pick the top 10 high-yield dividend stocks each month and the top 15 high-growth dividend stocks, and I invest in these companies based on their current weight in the portfolio. I'll explain this process more clearly later on. The portfolio also includes my three favorite monthly dividend payers, Realty Income, Main Street Capital, and Steg Industrial, as well as the SPHD ETF and Aries Capital. The purpose of these five investment vehicles is to beef up the dividend yield a little, and I also think they are great positions to hold for the long term. They also happen to be the largest positions in the portfolio right now. The asset composition can be broken down into three groups, high growth dividend stocks, high yield dividend stocks, and the monthly payers. My target allocation is 55% high growth, 25% high yield, and 20% monthly payers. The actual allocation is off from this target, with about 63% currently allocated to high growth, and only about 13% towards the monthly payers. 
I anticipate to bring this allocation more in line with the target allocation with future contributions. I also have not sold any positions in this portfolio thus far. Since this is a personal taxable account, if I sell a position that I've held for less than a full year, I'll be on the hook for short-term capital gains. Ideally, I'd prefer not to be taxed at this high rate. So the minimum holding period for any position is 12 months since the last time I added capital to that position. I do anticipate selling some positions in the future. As of right now, there are 6 stocks that I have not added capital to in the past 10 months. If and when these positions cross the 12 month mark, I'll make a determination whether I want to keep holding the position, or if I should sell and redeploy the funds elsewhere. The portfolio has paid $25.92 in dividend income this year through November. In November, I received an even $4 in dividends. That was a 57% increase over August, the prior corresponding month in the dividend payment schedule. It was also 16 times higher than the November dividend income last year. Granted, the portfolio was significantly small last November compared to this year. On a rolling 3-month basis, the 3 months ending in November paid 12.37% more dividend income than the 3 months ending in October. This is probably the most useful metric to pay attention to, as almost all of the stocks I own in this portfolio pay either quarterly or monthly. I already received $1.32 in dividend income in December thus far, and I'm actually projecting a record high dividend income in December. Maybe it can even cross the $10 mark, fingers crossed. I know that these amounts are small and may seem trivial to some of you, but the important part to focus on here is that the dividend income is growing each month and each quarter. And with time, the amounts will cross into the hundreds of dollars per month and then into the thousands. I have plenty of time left for the compounding effect of dividend investing to work its magic. I also track the estimated quarterly dividend income for each of my positions. Even though some of these stocks pay monthly and some pay semi-annually, it just makes things simpler if I track the quarterly estimated dividend income across the board. As of right now, there are only three positions that are estimated to pay more than a dollar of dividend income per quarter. These are Aries Capital, Main Street Capital, and Realty Income. They also happen to be the three positions that have the highest current dividend yield. I have set up my dividend tracker here to be fully automated. I use the built-in function in Apple Numbers to pull the prior day's share price and the annual dividend for each stock. Then with a simple formula, I can compute the dividend yield for each position. And with another simple formula, I can actually track all of the dividend increases on an annual basis. So for example, Amgen recently increased its dividend from $7.04 to $7.76 on an annual basis. And my tracker here captured this 10.23% annual dividend growth. And also shows me that as a result of this dividend increase, my portfolio will generate $0.17 in additional annual dividend income. Over time, these increases will play a much bigger role on the annual dividend income. But for now, I'm content crawling my way up one increase at a time. Right now, my forecasted annual dividend income over the next 12 months is $77.36, which is about $6.45 per month. Every time I make a contribution into this portfolio, or one of my holdings increases its dividend rate, this number gets bigger. And I really enjoy seeing it grow. This is where patience plays a big role, because when you start out, things seem to move very slowly. But if you have the patience to stick with it for a few years, it'll start to speed up. And if you stick with it for 20 to 30 years, it really speeds up. As of right now, this portfolio has a 2.12% dividend yield. That may sound small to some of you, but for me it's more than adequate. I also track my target dividend yield, which currently is 2.33%. This is the dividend yield of where my future contributions are going. So the money I am investing today is actually giving me a higher dividend yield than the portfolio yield. This should in time bring the portfolio dividend yield up. Of course, market movements and dividend increases play a role on the portfolio yield as well, so it may or may not go up. Another thing I track is my yield on cost. This is the dividend yield I am receiving based on the amount of money I contributed to this portfolio, and that is currently sitting at 2.42%. This number should only become higher as time goes on, 
unless I sell some high-yielding positions or one of my stocks cuts their dividend. It'll be interesting to track this figure in the future. I've made some changes to the contributions going into this portfolio during the past year. I originally started the portfolio with $100 and added $15 each week. At some point this year, I increased the weekly contribution to $20. Then I switched to $100 once per month. And more recently, I went back to a weekly contribution, which is currently $75 every Friday. Also, when I come into some extra cash, I will deposit some of it here just to feed this snowball as much as I can. I think the higher future contributions and the extra deposits should really see this portfolio take off next year, and I'll be able to see some strong growth in the dividend income. Each time a contribution is made into the portfolio, I will direct the money to be invested in the stocks that my automated formula points to. The way this works is, I list out the top 15 high growth dividend stocks from the most recent watch list, and the top 10 high yield stocks also from the most recent watch list. I also have the 5 monthly payers listed here. Then I compare the current allocation for each of these 30 holdings versus the target benchmark that is computed using the broad asset allocation weights, and I add to the most underweight positions. I will usually divide the cash amount in the account by $5 and see how many buys I should make for the week. I like to add at least $5 to each position per trade. So my current $75 a week contribution means that I will add to the 15 most underweight positions each week. As dividend payments trickle into the portfolio, anytime they accumulate to over $1, I'll use that amount to buy more shares of the most underweight position. I know this is a rather unconventional approach to selecting where to invest your money, but I like the automation of it. I don't have to think about which stock to buy and why. I like all of the stocks on my watch list, and I also review them on a periodic basis just to make sure the fundamentals make sense. This process has worked well for me, but I do not recommend it for you. I'm comfortable with this approach, and I fully accept the risk of its shortcomings. You need to do what feels right for you. Before I wrap up here, let me talk about all of my buys and sells across all three of my portfolios in November. In the quality dividend stock portfolio last month, I invested $256.41. This was mainly contributions made throughout the month, and also the dividend income earned in November. The money was split amongst all 30 positions from last month's watch lists, and the multi-payers. Some received more money than others, but each position was topped off. In my Roth IRA, I invested $111.90 that was split between 20 positions. I used the same investing approach in that account, with a slightly different broad allocation. It includes two Vanguard funds to give me a little exposure to technology and growth stocks. And in my largest account, my 401k account, I bought $6,026.73 worth of securities. I did sell about $4,800 worth of shares, so this wasn't all new money going into the portfolio. I sold my positions in Capital One, General Dynamics, JP Morgan, Kroger, and TJ Maxx. The reason for the sale was that I felt these funds would be better utilized in the more recent watches' ideas. They were actually invested across 30 unique positions. With the largest amounts going to Amphenol, Activision Blizzard, Lam Research, Monolithic Power Systems, Intel, and Morgan Stanley. These six stocks received more than 5% of the total contribution amount in November. I also made sizable investments in Aries Capital, Darden Restaurants, Realty Income, Philip Morris, SPHD, Stag Industrial, Truist, and West Pharma. Looking at all three portfolios together, the most money was invested into Amphenol in November. The exact amount was $488.64 which was 7.64% of the contributions for the month. Altogether, I added $1,514.04 of new money and reinvested dividend income across all of my portfolios. The current market value of all three portfolios is somewhere between $118,000 and $119,000. Thank you for joining me today. If you'd like to consume this content in a video format, you are welcome to visit my YouTube channel. Just search for Long Acres Finance on YouTube and you'll find more of me. If you'd like to reach me directly, you can do so by emailing me at longacresfinance at gmail.com. 
If you would like to support this channel, you can do so on Patreon and unlock the additional benefits offered there. Thank you for being here and have a wonderful day.